For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Thanks. No. And this is just worth mentioning. We tweeted it out uh, on our on our Twitter page. Uh, DQ, if you can, see if you can come up with a better run of movies than this. Tom Hanks, in 1992, did A League of Their Own, a movie called Radio Flyer, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story, That Thing You Do, Saving Private Ryan, You've Got Mail, Toy Story 2, The Green Mile, and Castaway. <laughs> That is an eight-year run from 92 to 2000 that I don't think will ever be beaten. No. That is, um, you know how hard it is to make that many right choices in Right. Row? Yeah. The only one I could think of maybe would be, like, Leo. But I don't know what I his run, he, I don't know what his time did, frame would be. He did be. Cutthroat Island. He's immediately, he did the beach. Yeah, the beach. He's done. The funny thing about Cruz, or uh, mm-hmm. Hanks, is, um, so... He had, before all this, in like 90, he made Turr and Hooch and The Bonfire of the Vanities. Right. Two awful movies. Awful. And his career could have gone into either way. Like, he could have went into the dumper or become one of the greatest film actors ever lived. He got with Clutch Sports. They pulled that's him out. Right. They pulled that's him out right. for yeah. six months. Clutch then, Sports right. saved him. That's right. Um, <laughs> here's, a, uh, here's a wrong take. Shutter Island was DiCaprio's best movie. I, I liked it, but no. Uh, um, the the departed is the, a yeah, great departed uh, Leo movie. without question. Uh, some some thoughts before we wrap this up on the uh, on what to steal. Somebody said take the rubber stopper or one rubber stopper off of every chair so the chairs are uneven. Okay. Oh, that would piss me off. Uh, here's somebody who says uh, window curtains. The okay. TV remote. The TV remote is a good one. Plunger. It, oh, you you gotta have a good plunger. You have to. Uh, if you're in a uh, if you're in a woman's house, you steal the scrunchies. <laughs> Scrunchies or hair ties? How annoying would that be? That is, yeah. Or like the pot holders. Oh, yeah. In the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. How about all your forks? Yeah. So I what? would be good at this game. <laughs> of stealing really inconvenient things. Okay. Yeah. Someone said every left shoe. Oh, that would be so annoying. <laughs> just the lefties. Oh, what about like socks? Yeah. What if you just, like, take one sock? Like, you un- undo them and just take one. Now, I know, DQ, this won't affect your generation, but it really would bother us. Toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, that'd be tough. Uh, here's somebody that says, just the car keys. I'm getting along all right without my car keys. <laughs> yeah, you lost them again last night. Oh, man, it's awful. Get you a low jack on those things. What about toilet seats? Too, it's too uh, involved. <laughs> We're looking for smash and grab, right, right, 60 right, right, seconds right. in and out. Uh, DQ, what if somebody stole your blow dryer? 
I don't use a blow dryer. Me either. I do use a hair straightener, though, for my bangs. Yeah. So that would well, be same thing. I, a blow dryer hates she? me on hair No. Oh. Not that fancy. Oh. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, you need a plumber called the name you know and trust. It's Bud Anderson Heating and Cooling. I hear somebody that says coffee filters. Looks and double up his toilet paper, by the way. Um, anyway, let's start this one over. Need a plumber called the name you know and trust. It's Bud Anderson Heating and Cooling, the official heating and cooling provider of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Same great folks that take care of your heating and cooling system and also take care of all of your plumbing needs. Leaky faucets, busted pipes, tankless water heater installations, drain cleaning, and more. From major to minor plumbing needs, Bud Anderson's the one to call. On game day, call the hogs when you need a plumber. Call Bud Anderson. GoCallBud.com on the web, 855-GO-CALL-BUD. All right, let's have a real conversation here. Everybody well, grab a knee, all right? Let's have a real conversation here about this whole uh, ref-blaming situation. When you blame the refs after a loss, you are simply trying to mask your own insecurities because you don't know how to fix it. Can we agree on that? Is there is there any validity to that? That was not a poor... I, I, we have seen poorly officiated games. That was not one of them last night. If those guys don't call as many fouls as they do, a freaking Donnybrook uh, ensues between those two teams who do not like each other. And by the way, I don't know who would have stopped it. Because nobody on Arkansas' side has exhibited any self-control in chippy physical uh, events at all. So I don't know what I don't know what would have come of that. So I don't have any problem with the way the game was officiated last night. This kind of parlays into my next point. When this team is in the middle of a storm in a game, who is the stall, calm and steady presence in crisis? Because it ain't the head coach. No. Who who is that? Who is the? We're fine. Who's that? Ah, uh, exactly. Uh, you know who it is for Alabama. Nate Oates. Yeah. Nate Oates. He called everybody over. like, okay, two-point game. Let's just, let's do this. And he lays out the plan, and they went out and did it. Arkansas, uh, for all of Muss's um, um, features, and he has many of them, he has done many great things with Arkansas basketball. When it's going south, he's not steady or calm. No, he's not. He's the total opposite of that which is not what you need in that situation. Nick Saban only yells at his team when they're up by 40. When they're losing, Saban never yells at them. He's clapping. He's encouraging. Musselman yells at everybody all the time, nonstop. He's not right, a steady and calm let's, presence let's go in back to, Let's go back to point one. The game was, was called, I don't, I don't want to say it was called tightly, but yes, focusing on the, uh, the, the referees as the reason you lost is, is wildly misplaced. It's childish, uh, I think. Okay, that's my okay, opinion. Okay. It's just it's misplaced, and it's misplaced anger to blame someone that. Uh, and you know, I was listening to Tommy this morning when I was in the car, and, and he was talking about you know he was in like two nineteen last night. There were people up there, you know, griping about calls. Man, you're ninety five feet from the floor, mm -hmm. you can see nothing. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a referee over the weekend, and he's like, "You would be surprised at the the you know people who are sitting even on the floor away from the the, the contact that they miss." They're not anticipating calls. They're not doing anything. They see actual contact. They call the foul. Was the game, I think if they had not called it as tight as they did in the first half, that game could have gotten really out of control. And I think they were trying to brain the thing back in. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it, it, you, you can, we can argue either way about the, the, the foul count. That's fine. I just think griping about it, it's a pointless exercise. As far as leadership goes, and that's the word we're talking about here, 
is who is your who's your leader? Who's your on floor leader? Who's your on the bench leader? Keith Smart's probably as close to calm as you have on that bench. You got ninety four assistants over there, all screaming and yelling, and it doesn't do any good. Right. Yep. I mean that that's one of those you know the, the teacher needs to clear the class there. On the floor, I'm a little bit more concerned because there isn't there isn't that level headed guy that everybody looks to. It should be Ricky Council, but he Ricky's Ricky's first year guy in this program. Asking him to do that in that spot's probably maybe a little bit more than he's ready to accept at this point. But he's your veteran guy. He's your best veteran at this point. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be one of the freshmen because they are still on. They're still you know they're getting on the job training. No, they're they've they've got some issues here that that and must said it last night. I mean they're offensively challenged. I felt like you know you were talking last night. He went negative. I I I'd sat and I listened to it. I think he was more frustrated. And it's the first time we've really had heard him have any kind of an outburst about you know where his frustration sort of bu- bubbled over. But he, we've had a couple of them this year. But it's the first time I've seen him in that press conference setting really sort of bubble over. And he's frustrated, and he should be, because with 4:45 to go in that game, it's a two-point game, and you're you you have the momentum, crowds behind you, everything's good, and then they go on a 15 to two run. Their lottery pick, who by the way is a better lottery pick than the one here because he plays. This dude, that's what a lottery pick does. What that guy did, what Miller did, I mean, every big shot went through him. That's a, I mean, that that's what that's what you're asking your guy to do. And Arkansas just didn't have it right now. That doesn't mean he can't spin around. You have, what, 14 games left in conference play? There's plenty of time to turn this thing around. It's a long season. Next four right. games are all winnable. Right. You know, you win these next three, you're four and three, we're, we're having a very different conversation. Right. That's a good team, Alabama. Yeah, I was talking to Jimmy last night. You know, he thinks they're a, a Final Four team. I'm not. I'm not ready to to announce that yet. But you know, if Jimmy says that's good enough for me. Well, there's one team that can talk about that, and you not laugh at them. Well, not laugh, but you you don't roll your eyes out of last night's game, and that would be Alabama because you could say that and you go, oh yeah, maybe. But they, right now, as currently constructed, Arkansas is not a Final Four team. No. Um, they need um, they need Nick Smith to come back. I believe he will come back in and ride the stallion and save everything, and all will be forgotten. All of this Nick Smith animosity will be forgotten, and it'll, it'll never happen. It'll be it'll be it'll, it'll we'll pretend it never even happened, as uh, we tend to do around here when uh, we are wrong about certain things. So I think that's still in play. I think the thing about Musselman being uh, frustrated is obviously he does hasn't figured out the right solution to the puzzle yet number one and number two the status of his best player he has zero control over that and that's part of the frustration too because he has no say he has no say whatsoever in when clutch sports is or is not going to deliver uh, nick smith to the Razorback basketball okay team. Couple, and he's couple, frustrated a couple it. of things one i thought the the mitchell twins played really well last night in I, I, I think you got everything out of them that you could ask for. Jalen Graham, I, I can't, and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to talk to Hutch about this because he's more into these these numbers than I am. But I keep hearing about how he's a defensive liability. I thought he played pretty well last night. <clears throat> he gave you 16 offensively. I don't know that. I mean, there were a couple of times he went down the lane and just blew by guys. A little step by, you know, step, you know, jack steps either way. And I mean, he was getting to the basket, getting easy twos. You gotta play him at this point. I mean, if he can give you 16 a night, that's something you need right now. No. 
you know, the freshmen are, are struggling a little bit. All, I mean, you, you talk about Anthony Black. He was two for 12 last night. Jordan Walsh is just, I mean, he's gone AWOL since Little Rock. Right. And I don't know. He may have some sort of, he may have something going on that we don't know about. But, I mean, he was really starting to peak. And then all of a sudden, it's just disappeared once we got into league play. Well, I think league play is tough. I think uh, conference play is difficult. This team was not really challenged all that much in the non-con. And when you're 18 years old, you think you've got everything figured out. And then, you know, a cold shower hits you in the face. And, you know, you you don't have everything figured out all of a sudden. Some people can adapt quickly. Uh, Some, it takes a little bit more time. I believe that by the end of February, uh, this thing will be totally different than it is now. And they will be playing good basketball again into into early March. But right now, Storm, and they don't have any answers yet. Let me underscore yet when I say that. But they also, when you get into a tight situation like this, four minutes to go and it, it's slipping away, who's the, you know, everybody take a beat, we're fine guy, because it certainly isn't the head well, they also play. They've also played four really good teams. I think LSU's good. I think Missouri's Missouri's good. I don't think they're great. And I think Alabama's outstanding. I think that's probably the best team they've played to this point. And, uh, you know, they've they played they played tough teams. The schedule lightens up a little bit. Next, uh, The next ten, I mean, eight of them you this, could look at and go, okay, they can win those. I, this is all playing out the way it usually does. A couple of difficult games in early January when they don't really know who they are yet. Then, middle to late January, get a few easier games, let's just say, although none of them are really easy, but competition is not as stiff. Mm-hmm. Well, you get a, little, you get a this, couple wins, you get some confidence. This combines yeah. with uh, the coach starting to figure out a few things. They get some more reps in game. They get confidence because they get a win or two, and then the rocket ship takes off. What's going to be interesting, as you have said, and uh, as uh, Jay Billis said on this show yesterday, is let's say that in the next week or so, mm-hmm. some things start to get figured out. Now you insert Nick Smith back into the equation, potentially, does that recalibrate the calculus of the uh, of the dynamics of the team, or what? how does that do things? I'm not saying you don't say, no, we're good, we don't want you. You'd have to be an imbecile to say that. But what I'm saying is, how does that up in the normal... Muscleman mm-hmm. basketball trajectory of late January through March, up, 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 up. Does this give it any kind of hiccup if and when he comes well, back? He, That's what we don't you know. know. This is a, Nick Smith would have to, if, if they got on a roll, and let's say, you know, the end of January, they're two games above 500 in the league. He has to assimilate to them, not the other way around. Now, you go and you lose a bunch, and he comes back, maybe you turn it around, and, right. and he becomes focal point of the offense. But, right. You got to blend him in if he shows up, right? Exactly. So that's uh, that's where things are right now. I had somebody tell me that uh, this team is not tough today, and yeah. I started thinking about that. And you know, they're kind of fake tough guy. Okay, right now. T- okay. We we throw this around. What what, do you, what is tough? Tough is when you get hit in the mouth. You go and you know, like. When Bama makes three threes in a row, like mm-hmm. you have a counter to that. That's that's tough. Well, that, that's, you don't all, that's also being talented. They may just not have the talent to do it. Right. 
Well, let me tell you something. Fouling with half a second to go for no reason, there's oh. nothing tough about that at all. Oh, man. There's don't, nothing tough about that at all. Don't like this candle, man. Don't, don't. There's nothing tough <laughs> about that at all. No, it costs me money. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. We have uh, Chuck Barrett with us now in his uh, Thursday time slot. Chuck, good afternoon. Guys, how's it going? Great. We're doing good, and uh, we waited through the break because we didn't want to run him short on time. So we have Razor Bacon on the phone with a poem or a song or, or something here. So uh, Razor Bacon, go ahead, please. In Birmingham, they love the governor. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But here at home, we love basketball. In Tuscaloosa, they say, roll tide. But in Vietnam, we call the hogs, Boo Alabama. We play that home against Alabama. Mm-mm-mm, where Bud Walton was jacked. We play that home against Alabama. Where the whole place was packed with Razorbacks, Boo Alabama. I hope Nate Oates will remember. Yeah, old Nate is probably all right. I'm sure Coach Oates is a fine man. But give me must any night, even last night. Boo, Alabama. You hang up first. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. You hang up first. Love you more. <laughs> Love you too. <laughs> All right. Razor Bacon. Bacon. All right. We've decided to make uh, getting off the phone, Chuck, as awkward as possible yeah. moving forward. That's our new thing. So. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, you know. I want to hang up, but, you know, I don't want to, like, not Chuck, hear you anymore. Chuck, so, 5.53 you know. is approaching very quickly. Yeah, you better, yeah, you better well, get ready. Well, don't you think I'm not counting it? <laughs> so, so, Chuck, last week we were accused uh, by a, a 94-year-old man of being disrespectful. He was here for We, we brought yeah. it up then. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, have you felt disrespected uh, on this show? If so, when? Maybe shamed, but not disrespected. <laughs> I haven't felt disrespected, no. Shame is a whole different deal. Yeah, well, there's only, there's, there's only, I feel shame here every day. Yeah, well, you know. Well, look at it this way. There's only 172 more weeks on your sentence. That's right. That's right. We'll count them off one by one. Oh, man. Well, uh, I mean, we're all, we're all laughing to hide the pain right now, which is uh, that the uh, basketball team's in a, a bit of a storm right now, as they tend to be. On January 12th, it seems like uh, uh, over the last uh, little while, as Zach's trying to knock the whole studio over over there. At least you didn't swear this time no, when you nearly knocked up. the TV over. But, uh, Chuck, they're, um, they're looking for a lot of answers right now, I think is the simplest way to put it. They are. And, um, you know, there's there may not be a whole lot of them out there right now, just to be very honest. I mean, we, we basically saw their personnel last night. I mean, that's it. 
uh, until her and Les Smith comes back. I mean, that's the team. And I got to tell you, last night I, I, I did think a couple of times about what a great game it would be if Brazil and Smith were playing. I'm not saying Arkansas would have won. Alabama's really good. But it would have been a great game. And, you know, it's it's frustrating when you don't have that. And they're, uh, that's where they are. I mean, we're going to have to get through January. I mean, they're just going to have to find a way to survive. Now, I know there have been some new reports the last 24 hours or so about what Nick may do in February, and I don't know. But, um, you know, right now this is this is what they've got to dance with, and um, you're going to have to find ways to, to, to score in maybe not the most stylish ways, you know, not lots of threes and things like that. But, you know, they're going to have to – they're going to have to be dogs on the offensive glass, and they're going to have to get some putbacks and just weren't able to do enough of that on Wednesday night, last night. You had a chance to talk to and observe Muss after the game. Frustration, anger, what did you get from him? I just thought he was in one of those really honest moments and just kind of let loose with what he was feeling. I think he's frustrated because he doesn't have all the pieces in place. He doesn't have the team that he thought he was going to have. And, you know, that's a sentiment that I think a lot of Razorback fans feel, that, you know, right now it's just not the team we thought it was going to be. And I think there's frustration on his part by, you know, surrounding that. I don't know how there couldn't be, quite honestly. But that's 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 what I took from last night was that, you know, he didn't have all his bullets in his gun. And, and you know, that is frustrating. Yeah, I I continue, and maybe I'm naive in saying this. There's been plenty of people that I've uh, heard today that disagree with me, but I figure that you know, in the next few weeks or so, something will click and this thing will be uh, taken off again. I, I just I just I call it foolishness, call it optimism, whatever it is. We've seen it. I've seen so many times where people like give up early in a season and then. All of a sudden, they're pretty happy as the season goes along. I don't know. Well, the good thing about what we're seeing right now is nobody can question the effort, which means that you do have a chance to get better, you know, as you as you go along. I don't think anybody's letting go of the rope or anything like that. I mean, I, I don't I don't think we're any you know even close to that neighborhood. So, I think that part gives them a chance. And you know, you look at what's happened the last couple of years, and that's where I think a lot of people's faith comes from. Now, Muss was pretty candid after the game last night where he said, you know, this is going to be a tougher mountain to climb than the last couple of years, and it is. I mean, there's this is not Justin Smith missing five games or Moses Moody being out for a couple of weeks. I mean, you're not going to get Brazil back, and when you or if you get Smith back, I mean, you got to play between now and then. Um, and so, um, again, I, I think what we saw last night was the team. I mean, in terms of personnel, that's that's who they got. And so... You know, you got to try to win as many games as you can until perhaps Smith comes back and you get a little bit more firepower. But, you know, this is what they've got right now. 4.45 to go in the game. Arkansas is on a run. Nate Oates calls yeah. a timeout. What did you, I mean, you're close to the huddle. I mean, you, you can hear things and, and see things, body language, all of that stuff. What did you observe when they came out of the, the huddle? Because at that point, I think we're all thinking the same thing, which is, I mean, this is going to be a two-point game, three-point game the rest of the way, and, and Alabama just kind of took off. Yeah, they did. I mean, Musk talked about it some after the game that, you know, they uh, the dribble handoff, you know, uh, Miller hit a couple of big ones off the dribble handoff, and he felt like that, you know, in fact, he said, I mean, we played it the right way all night, and on those two occasions we didn't. 
and they didn't close out well enough, I guess, on Clowney in the corner. What I saw at the end of the game was Arkansas really tired defensively. Mm, okay. Uh, I saw Arkansas really tired defensively, and I thought Alabama took advantage of that at the end. And fatigue D leads to mental mistakes. And apparently, uh, according to what Musk said after the game, there were defensive mistakes on all three of those threes. So, um, you know, Alabama got it going. Man, that Brandon Miller, I mean, those two threes were pure. I mean, they were just pure. And um, But, you know, he didn't have a hand in his face either. Yeah. Chuck Barrett's with us here. Your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. You can send us a text if you want to at 866-285-4005. And uh, let us know what you think about all this. We had a lot of conversation about this, uh, of course, throughout the day. And um, there's a lot of people have to think about here. On the uh, Now, I will admit that... Um, uh, when I was driving here at halftime, I was listening to you guys. But uh, most of the time, I was listening to Billis and uh, and Jimmy Dykes, two analysts on TV. Chuck and I got yeah, it was weird. It kind of worked out though. It, it was it was a happy accident. I mean, it was it was different, um, but it kind of worked in a weird way. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I have, I have not watched the replay today. I will I will just be right up front with you on that. I've not seen it yet. Um, I expected to see Carl Ravitch over there and looked over and there was Jimmy. And I didn't know what had happened. I knew there had been, you know, the grounding of all the planes yesterday, but I really didn't think about it from a, you know, from ESPN's perspective, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, that is, that is unusual. I, you know, I think if the truth were told, um, they had another, you know, it might have been, I'm not sure if it was Tom Hart or Dave or who it was that was originally scheduled to call this one. And they got bumped for Ravage because of his, you know, it was a big game. And um, I think Jimmy was flying in from Charlotte, and their producer was flying in from Atlanta, and they got in. But Carl Ravitch was flying in from Chicago, and he didn't make it. So that's kind of what they did. I, I thought it was interesting. It was just two guys. like the, It was like they were sitting in a living room talking about the game. Like a Manning cast. Yeah, pre, yeah in, in a lot you know? of ways. You know, they just sort of stumbled into something that, that was pretty interesting. So I, one and three in the league. Next, I think I, I looked at the schedule earlier. Eight in the next ten games, you'd look at it and you go, okay, they got a really good shot to win those games. We mass overreacting here, you know, one and three in the league again. I mean, this is you know we're in familiar familiar territory here, but I, I think you know Musk yesterday during the uh, dur- during the post game didn't end on that upbeat note, and I think that may have you know people a little bit more nervous than usual. Well, I think there's the reality that, you know, again, in those situations before, you know, you were waiting for Justin Smith to come mm-hmm. back in short order, and then you were waiting for Moses to come back in rather short order. You know, we don't know when or if um, Nick Smith Jr. is going to play. There's there's thought again that he, you know, he will before it's over. But, you know, and, and look, this thing's going to be decided in March. As frustrating as this is right now, it's still going to be decided in March. Uh, which is uh, you know when you want to be playing your best, but I do think there's the reality that you know there's not a J.D. Note out there, there's not a Moses Moody out there, there's not a guy that's gonna you know that can just fire away, and you know it makes it more difficult to score, and the margin for error is smaller, and I think Musk knows that, and um, I think that's one of the reasons we perhaps heard that tone in his voice last night. But now let me say this too, I mean. Um, this staff can flat-out coach, and these players are still playing hard, and they do learn, and they will learn. And, you know, 
I have a hard time believing that the wheels are going to come off. I just, I just don't believe that's going to happen. Now, are they going to win the league? Well, I don't know about that. But I, I just have a hard time believing that this is not going to be a, a, a really you know, respectable basketball team before it's over. And if they can get a little offensive punch back or get some new offensive punch going, uh, they're still good enough to win a lot of games. But I just think right now they're having to make these changes and these adjustments on the fly, and there's not a week to spend on the practice floor getting ready. And they played last night. They're practicing today. They're flying tomorrow, and you play at one o'clock Saturday. Mm. So I mean, um, um, there's there's just not a whole lot of time to spend on the floor making all this right. That's a, that's absolutely true. And you know, it, it's it's a a point where like, you know, Jordan Walsh go, gives you two points last night. Do we really think over the course of the next uh, whatever it is, um, it was fourteen games, he's just going to score two every night? Of course not. So, I mean, there, there's going to be a moment where this all, I think, is going to start to click in again at some point as these players finally, you know, when they finally do get the, the practice and everything catches up, and it's like, oh, yeah, the light bulb comes on. That's what I believe in. Well, you know, Zach brought up something about the schedule a few minutes ago, and I think the way this thing's opened up, as it turns out, has been maybe a little more difficult than we thought it was going to be. You know, Auburn's been really tough at home. And, you know, let's not act like going in there and beating a team that's won 27, 28 games in a row at home is a cakewalk. It, it's a game that, you know, you could win, but I don't know that you ought to go down there thinking, well, it's a game we should win. You beat Missouri at home. Uh, the loss to LSU kind of stings. Alabama's better right now. I mean, they've got Arkansas outmanned. I mean, the reason that Arkansas, you know, talk about Jordan Walsh. I mean, you're not going to play as good a team's along the way as Alabama is every night out. I mean, I think that's a Final Four team based on what we're seeing right now. So, um, you know, there are going to be opportunities where, you know, maybe the teams aren't quite as good as the ones you've been playing. Uh, having said that, it doesn't matter who you play. If you shoot 35%, you're going to struggle to win. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the good teams are going to blow you out, and the bad teams you're going to, you know, if you do win, it's going to be close. So, um, and, and, you know, this is a – I mean, we're seeing a real trend line there. I don't think you can look away from that. And, um, you know, you've, you've obviously got to get better. If you're going to get to the free throw line, if that's your M.O., you got to make your free throws. Help me unwrap the riddle that is Jalen Graham. This guy looks like he can flat-out play. I mean, this, this is not a guy that looks like he needs a, a lot of uh, tune-up. What, what is it about him that either frustrates us where we haven't seen him a ton? Are we going to see him a ton going forward? Obviously, I mean, you got to play him Saturday. I mean, this was one of your best players uh, last night. Well, in coaches' minds, you earn playing time on the defensive end of the floor. Um, and, you know, every time Muss is asked about Jalen Graham, the first thing he says is, well, he's a great offensive player. Now, what's left unsaid there is, uh, you know, may not be quite so good on the other end of the coach's mind. And, you know, there was, um, you know, he talked about what happened on that, on that play where Clowney at the three out of the corner. Um, I think that, you know, when it comes to players, whether – you know, they're a 16-point guy or a four-point guy. comes down to who do I trust at crunch time on both ends of the floor. And um, I think, you know, what he said about Clowney's three maybe give gives you an indication. But Graham's, I mean, he's, he's pretty polished on the offensive end. I, I think they're concerned about what happens on the other end of the floor and what happens underneath the glass. But, you know, as we saw last night, I mean, you know, 
They may be in a spot, and I'm sure he doesn't like it, but they may be in a spot where they got to trade one for the other. Yeah, I was going to say, at some point, you just got to kind of throw your hands up there and go, screw it. I mean, this is our best offensive option at the moment, and, and we got to play him. I mean, he was getting to the rack consistently. And when he and when he got there, if he got cut off or double teamed, he passed out of it very nicely. I thought well, he, he played is, really well. He is a great offensive yeah. player. He is a great offensive player. What was and uh, there's no doubt about that. Wasn't there a moment a year or two ago where you know it made sense to maybe play more zone? And finally, Musman's like, "Fine, we we, we got." And he, you know, he didn't want to. Am I am I making that up? There was something that's happened. Since he's been here, that he didn't, he knew it wasn't his favorite thing to do, but he eventually had to did it, to do it, and it and it paid off in a big way. Well, I don't recall the specific instance, to be honest. Um, I will say, when I look at Arkansas right now, with the exception of the second half last night, I think the defense has been good enough to win. Mm-hmm. With the exception of the second half last night, I think the defense has been good enough to be five and zero, or four and zero, however many conference games they've played. Um, I think the defense has been good enough to win them all. But it's been the other areas where, obviously, they've not been good enough to win at all. You can't give up 51 and a half in the second half at home and generally win. But, again, I mean, um, it'd be nice if they forced a few more turnovers. Points off turnovers is concerning, um, real concerning, frankly. But I'm more concerned about Arkansas giving up the ball than I am, you know, getting them the other way. Um, but, you know, all those things are, you know, forcing turnovers, getting easy baskets, all that's part of defense. But I do think, generally speaking, the defense has been okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the rebounding's been good. They're, they're not getting killed on the boards. You know, you talk about the, the steals and the turnovers. Those are effort-type things. And, must, you know, in the, in the postgame last night, so, you know, the effort's there. I mean, it's very perplexing where their defense, like, you know, last night, like you said, giving up 51 and a half. It's really perplexing because this is, generally speaking, the one thing that they can always, you know, plant their flag and say, look, we can play defense. Well, I thought for, you know, 20 minutes last night yeah. they did. But I think they played a team that's, you know, I mean, they, they played a much better team last night, guys. They I did. mean, let's just, yep. let's just be honest. Now, if Smith and Brazil have been out there, that would have been different. But they weren't. I mean, that was a, uh, um, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but it went about like I thought it was going to go. I, I mean, um, um, some sometimes the other guys are just better than you are, and I think that's where Arkansas was last night. Um, I don't think if if you're measuring the worth of the season on last night, you're probably going to be disappointed. It's going to be tough when you go to Tennessee later. It's going to be tough when you go to Alabama later. It's not going to be easy at Kentucky. not going to be easy Saturday at Vanderbilt. Um, but that's just kind of where they are right now. Yeah. Is that the worst gym for you to call a game in? <laughs> well, it's not the best. I mean, you're over in the corner and you're kind of, I mean, you're literally at floor level. You're down in like the uh, the orchestra pits, kind of what it feels like. And, uh, I mean, you're you're literally at about floor level. So. I, I was trying to explain to somebody what that place is like. And the best, the best thing that I can come up with is it's the Walton Arts Center with four of the, the balconies. All the yeah. way around it. I mean, that's what it's like. But it's old, like Carnegie Hall, right? And right. Uh, it's, it it's 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 got that feel to it. There's no doubt. It's an unusual building. Yeah, I've I hate it. I hate it. You've never been there. I've been you? there twice. Oh, you have? oh, I hate it. I've never. I've always wanted to go to a game there just because it's so unusual. That's uh, it's appealed to me. But I don't. know. I'm not going this year. Obviously. It's a different atmosphere too. I mean, this is Vanderbilt, and it's a. Um, I mean, it's a different college basketball experience. I'm not saying the fans aren't into it, but it's it, it's not like going to other places. Yeah. 
Hey, would you um, I, I would you be willing as a member of the uh, the Learfield broadcast team to help people um, in in the lower bowl with the striping thing? Because <laughs> man, we, we got we got to get that under control because it wasn't good last night. You know, when uh, it wasn't full yet, and it was a 6 o'clock game, so I knew it wasn't going to be full to probably the under-16 timeout. Before it got full, I mean, it really didn't look like a stripe out. And then, you know, later, as it filled up, it did. Now, we're down on the floor, and you can't really tell down there. I mean, you got to be up high to, you know, get a get a really good look at it. I, I didn't notice, to be honest, what everybody was wearing, but... It seemed like most people in the sections were doing what you know. Well, I'm looking. Supposed I'm, I'm, to do. Uh, uh, I'm looking at a uh, a video. Most of, were. Yeah, I'm looking at but a video. I didn't say everybody. The ones but, that don't stand out. That's exactly right. If you don't, you you kind of stick out. Uh, yeah. In I'm a, looking in at a video like of what that. would have been to your right, and yeah. the the three sections. The last section before it starts to you know go behind the basket. The last three sections are all red. Well, that's the visiting. Um, that's also the, the Alabama fans what? sit in that speaking corner. Of, speaking of which, Chuck, what, I mean, how many tickets does a visiting team get? A couple oh, hundred, varies. A couple hundred, uh, one hundred, two hundred. Okay, maybe so, three. Uh, well, so I we're don't not know. talking about a huge yeah. section. I think here. they got a. I think they get about a hundred for Vanderbilt, for example. Well, it's because Vanderbilt sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good. Well, I mean, you'd be surprised. In fact, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. There have been more requests this week. I think the guy will tell you this. At least among the uh, the tickets Arkansas got, man, there's a battle for them right now oh. because this is where you know this is one of those trips where people's families can get a direct flight. You okay. get a direct flight into Nashville, and I think that um, there there will be a good number of Razorback Ooh. fans there Saturday. Okay. We we've gotten it's, a lot of theories. Vivid Seats has tickets for eighteen bucks to the game on Saturday. There you go. Right we, there. We've gotten a lot of theories today on uh, on what possibly went wrong last night. Uh, one of them was the the stripe out was bad. Um, we got a theory that it was the Frisbee dog that uh, didn't show up at halftime. The halftime show's kind of suffering a little bit. Do we need to bring, bring back Red Panda? <laughs> well, maybe so. Now, I, I am partial to the Frisbee dog. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. That's, okay. that's, like, that's, one, that's, that's one of the few acts I'll stay in my seat at halftime. Is Quick one. Change still around? Remember uh, them? Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. yeah. Would, would you and Zim be willing to go out and throw the Frisbee at halftime? <laughs> Well, you need to have, like, you know, the old days in high school. Just have, just have some little kids play shirts and skins sure, out that's there. Right, that's yeah. right, yeah. It, 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 it'd be great entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. And when one of those little kids scores on the big goal, everybody goes everybody crazy. Goes crazy. Yeah, that's exactly. a lot of fun. Right? They yeah, chant they, their name. Yeah, a yeah. kid throws up an air ball. Student section's yelling air ball at an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Making a kid cry. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they should get some local kids play at halftime if they don't have an act booked already. That's a good idea. Um, does Nate Oates have a punchable face? I, I mean, it was hard to tell from where we were, but I think so. Um, I think it's, it comes down to him and, and maybe Bruce Pearl. He's pretty animated. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if, if if I didn't have a rooting interest in the game, you know, and I'd oh. just been a fan eating some popcorn, I'd kept my eye on those two coaches because yeah. um, that, was, that, a big, that, that was a big part of the show. Is that real? I mean the 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 I don't want to say hostility, but the tension between those. Oh, teams? I th I think the, I just think they're both really intense guys okay. during All the right. game. Uh, you know, yeah. I can, I I don't I don't know Nate Oates. I can tell you, Mus. You know, when you talk to him on a daily basis, um, <laughs> he's not like that guy on the sidelines. Okay. Yeah. Head to Twin Peaks and Rogers, your sports headquarters, where the 29-degree draft beer is flowing, the kitchen is bursting with made-from-scratch fan favorites, and the game is blasting from every angle. Come in for the ultimate game day experience or visit them online at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com to order to go or delivery and enjoy your Twin Peaks scratch favorites from home. More TVs, bigger screens, plus their scenic views. There's more to watch at Twin Peaks.
at Joshua's Fine Jewelry. We specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. What would you be doing if you were not uh, wasting an hour with us on Thursday evening? Well, what all the masses do, and that's just listen intently to everything you say. <laughs> and so, uh, wow. the, you know, the the fact that I'm here just makes it an even better day. Yeah. No, you know, I'd, I'd probably be watching the news or something. I don't yeah, know. Write it down, call Tommy in the morning. Yeah, you know, we get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get it. That's right. <laughs> take, take a few notes. That's right. Tommy, you know what they said yesterday? <laughs> All right, you ready to do this? This is I got to get like some theme music for this. This is literally one of the most popular things we do. We make uh, both sides of the aisle happy when we do this stuff. Uh, your Bud Anderson heating and pooling, uh, cooling poll questions with Chuck on Twitter at Ruskinzak or U S C I N Z A C H. Now, Chuck, you're 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 old school in a lot of ways. Are esports real sports? No. Okay. All right. Are you, you a video gamer? I mean, you you and I grew up in the golden age of video games. I, you know, I'll 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 play a little video game every now and then, but uh, no, I'm 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 not a gamer. Okay. You're, you're not a te- are you like a Tetris guy? No, I uh, I've got this golf game on my iPad uh, that I like go. to play. All right. If I've got a free moment, I am playing. But that's the only game I've played in years. Did you collect uh, baseball cards as a kid? I did. Okay. So this is this is going to sound not as exciting as it actually is, but. Uh, there was a guy on TikTok who opens old packs of baseball cards from the. These are sealed wax packs, you know, the stuff that you and I had uh, when we were kids. And he opens them on TikTok and he just goes through all the cards. And you'll, you know, if you collected baseball cards in the '80s, you'll see stuff that uh, that that you had. However, um, you know the gum that they used to put in there. Oh yeah, I can still smell it. Yeah. Well, the, they put the gum in those packs, and this guy, when he opens the packs, eats the gum. Now, we're talking stuff from, like, 85, 86, all the way back to, like, 82. Uh, Chuck, would you eat a uh, eat gum from a pack of baseball cards from the 80s? I think I would. I mean, there's so many preservatives in there. I, I, w- I would imagine it's probably real similar to what it was 40 years ago. You gotta, yes, you gotta, yes, I would. you got to figure, if you can survive eating that, you can pretty much survive anything. Uh, yeah, you're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, would you consider leaving a store if their parking lot was too complicated? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> and have. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm probably going to regret doing this. But oh, good. Uh, according to a recent survey of 1,000 men aged 20 to 45, uh, these were the worst girls' names to date in 2022. Uh, which of these are you, Chuck Barrett, most likely to avoid? Uh, Jessica, a McKenzie, that's my daughter, uh, Amber or Zoe? 
Ooh, Zoe. Zoe, yeah. Zoe, yeah, yeah. I mean, Zoe's kind of, uh, you know, lot, that's, that's, you know, there's just a lot of things that could happen. Yeah, there's there. a lot going on there. 34.8% uh, of you agree with Chuck and said Zoe. Uh, DQ says that any J names are the names to stay yeah, away from. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I now, is that the voice of experience or that's yeah, what DQ, you heard? Yeah, DQ, is that the, uh, the voice of experience? No, I just know a lot of people have really bad experiences with J names. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. Before we move on. I didn't uh, know we were keeping score. No, no, no. She keeps score. Uh, DQ is considering getting a tattoo, uh, a discount tattoo that is on sale. Chuck, uh, would you get a tattoo that is on sale? No. <laughs> no okay. No. Uh, Chuck, willing to pay full freight for those. Yeah, you know, if I'm going to get a tattoo, I want the best they got. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Chuck, would you cancel plans or a date just to sit at home on a Saturday night by yourself? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. 80, absolutely. Eighty-four percent of you agree with Chuck and said, uh, "Yeah, absolutely." Uh, let's see here. Let's uh, move on. Do, 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 do. That's uh, okay. This one started a almost a, a riot here on the show Gilligan's Island. If it came down to it, and people had to start eating each other to survive, hold on, which combo is the last one on the island? Is it the Skipper and Gilligan, Mr. and Mrs. Howell, Ginger and Marianne, or the Professor? So the two that survive are going to be the ones that take care of the take other Take care people, of the like, other ones. Eat the other people. Mm -hmm. Well, Ginger and Marianne. Okay. <laughs> Any reason, or are you just it's easy. I mean, I mean, it's easy. I mean, Marianne's from Kansas. You figure she's scrappy. <laughs> yeah, but but Ginger's from Hollywood. Yeah, but they'll use their wits. When okay, it comes down to the you know forty. I mean, 40 they would be the ones. Forty-two percent of people <laughs> said the professor. I, uh, I I have questions about the professor simply because I mean he could. Do build... you think the professor and Ginger really got together? Or oh, do yeah. You think, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you? Oh yeah. Yeah. They were Gilligan saying... and Marianne. No. No. <laughs> Not, a so? Not a chance. Not a chance. No. No, they were synchronized exercises. Poor yeah, Gilligan. What? <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's, wrong, Gilligan? what's wrong with Gilligan? He's always getting hit in the head or yeah, something. That's I, mean, true. I heard DQ say she didn't even know what Gilligan's Island was. I know. Was it's the other awful. Day. It, yeah. It's awful. How can you not know what one of the greatest TV shows ever is? Well, I mean, is it really? Yes. You race home from school. Yes. To watch Gilligan's Island in mm -hmm. the afternoon. That's right. Every household that I knew had Gilligan's Island on in the afternoon. That's correct. And and look at how our generation is turning That's out. Exactly now. right. Yep. And look at how their generation is yes, turning exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chuck, is re following recruiting just astrology for guys? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I've been waiting all week to ask this question. Oh boy. That's pretty good. All right. You're a burglar, but you steal things from people's homes. Only to slightly inconvenience them. <laughs> what are you stealing? I'll give you some examples. An iPhone charger, food from the fridge, a laundry detergent, bath towels. What are you stealing from people's homes Ooh. to just slightly inconvenience them? Bath towels. Bath towels. Spoons. Left shoes. I mean, we're limited on Twitter to four options, but there are an infinite number of things that could well, be annoying, sure. like the remote control has oh, been brought man. up. Oh, I man. You can't find that. I think phone charger, though, might be the most annoying. Just the cord. Leave the brick. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's good. <laughs> what if somebody stole your light bulbs? <laughs> that would not be good. <laughs> you guys ever do that at hotels when you were kids? Tell the truth now. When you were younger. Steal the light bulbs? Yeah. You were no, a hoodlum. 
No, I never. No, I didn't say I did. I didn't say I did. Sure. I didn't say I did. When old Clarksville High School went on the I just know. I just know a lot of guys who've worked in radio who've stolen a lot of stuff. Now, I used to be able to do the cousin it thing where you put the light bulb in your mouth and it turns well, on. That was, that was Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester, whatever. Cousin, well, cousin it was the furry one. Yeah, with the okay, hair yeah, all yeah, over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Fester put the light bulb in his mouth. What if somebody broke into your house and stole all of your left shoes? <laughs> that, that would not be good. That'd be annoying. That would be really, uh, really, really annoying. Uh, Chuck, you're, you're, you're a man of culture. Have you ever had sardines? Yes. Do you like sardines? I don't dislike them. I mean, they got to be, you know, I mean, uh, they got to be good. You can't just, like, open up Bob's sardines and have them be good. But, I mean, well, if they're good, yeah. Well, yeah, what, uh, yeah. What, what, what are you eating cancel, sardines? Cancel the Bob's sardines. Exactly. <laughs> Tommy, Chuck's making fun of Bob's yeah. sardines. Uh, you know, crackers, crackers, you know, as as, as you say, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly well, cool. Well, then, so, here's, uh, here's a question I just came up with. What's the best cracker, Chuck Barrett? Oh, oh. Wow, that is good. Now they're not the healthiest, but I do like those. You know those basic club crackers. Oh, I love you. Love you and DQ with oh, the club yeah. crackers. Yeah, those Excellent. are those are good. Uh, and, I, and I like a good Triscuit. Now DQ thinks lie. eating a Triscuit is like eating a wicker chair. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah. now now do you jazz put a sardine on it? Ooh, there's an idea. Do you jazz up your uh, your Triscuits with spray cheese? No, I don't do that. No, straight Triscuit. Okay. Okay. All right. All Straight right. Trisket, homie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you don't think that's coming back, if you don't think Straight Trisket, <laughs> homie's yeah, coming back, got, that, that, yeah. we got that one. Yeah, you guys got the recorder going. <laughs> I hear that stuff. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. It's football playoff and bowl season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. With 64-inch TVs everywhere, cold beer, delicious burgers, and you-know wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch all the playoff and bowl games. So bring the gang and join us this playoff and bowl season at our Conway, Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, and Fort Smith locations. Buffalo Wild Wings, your home for the big games. Roar! Sterling has called us up. Yes, Sterling. Hey, guys. How y'all doing today? Wonderful. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. Doing real good. And, you know, the happy head, you know, it's the, for some people, they do it for a happy head. I do it to make money. Absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> why I do it, huh? or, uh, Sterling. You're right. Exactly right. Because, uh, you know, if it don't make money, you know what they say. It don't make sense. So, uh, That's right. I'm not trying to get no. I, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with being being depressed and hurt that a few youngsters, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-one year olds, didn't hit a few jumpers. I'm just fine yelling at Musman saying, "Play pinion, I just <laughs> playing grandma." I'm just fine with that. The play pinion crowd is pretty hilarious, isn't it? Though it, it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Listen, I, hey, I'm all for I, I want him to, and truth be told, you know, I'd like him to try more people. When we're struggling, I'd like to see somebody else out there and see what see what they have, see what they got. I mean, if we're going to lose in a way, let's at least give them a chance. You know what I'm saying? I am that guy to a point. But then, good sense comes to my head. This guy been watching them practice all this time. 
and they have not won his confidence. That he do not believe in them for whatever reason. And when Pena come out there, if you don't see, if you can't tell that the opposing team all of a sudden turn into some dogs and start slobbering when they go on offense and praying that I hope he's guarding me. If you can't tell that, you ain't watching. You ain't watched this sport enough. I mean, as soon as Pena come in, it's like he. It's like he's got a red flag. I mean, he's like a bull in there with the, with the big, with the very cautious waving it. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's like calling him. I don't know how to describe it, but as soon as he comes in the game, that guy's going to the rack. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I ain't trying to. I mean, I've seen the guy play since he was a kid. Another kid, another guy. The guy can play, but on this level, his defense at this. At this time in his career, is lacking, and it's lacking so much that they, <laughs> I mean, they abuse him, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I mean, we tried him for a minute at the end of the half, and I don't know if he broke his ankles or broke his hip, but I mean, it was he got a quick foul and about fell down. Yeah. He's gonna be a good player for it. He keeps working and. Worked on his, his craft, you know, he, he he's going to be solid for us. There's no doubt about it. But right now, that's why he's not in the game. And he's not exactly being Steph Curry either. You know, he, he had a good game against Missouri. That's it. You know, let, let, let Musk do this for, for a little while before I – the only thing I criticize Musk for is the, is the press conference. I didn't like that. Why? I tell, mean, tell me why. Because – I need, at the end of the day, I I need you to help me come back to the arena. Okay, you need him to be presidential. Yes. He whines when they lose. That's what it is. He whines. Right. He's and a whiner. Just, and I just, yeah, you know, Clay tried to help me that earlier today. He said because he's just down in the press. And I get that because that's how I would be. But that's why I'm not in that position, too. That's one of the many reasons. I need, I need you. Can you not go up there and. Uh, be presidential for that little short time right there, and then go back to being yourself as soon as you get off. Yeah, but if okay. he did, but here's my, I, I agree with you, Sterling, but I'll, I'll argue it with this for a moment. If he did it that way, then the fans would be mad because he doesn't care. That's what they would say. Guys, he can't win. Not, guys, guys, I thought he was honest. For the first time, I thought he was truly honest, and it just sort of bubbled over. It was depressing, over. though. He was but, but I think for the first time, we didn't get coach speak, and we hate coach speak. I thought he was honest. I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm with you. I, I was trying to talk about both sides of my mouth. I'm okay with coach speak. I'm not to a point. I'm not, I don't want Lou Holt speak or Nick Saban. When he's getting ready to play the Citadel, and he had like he's playing the the 2007 New England Patriots before the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I don't right. like that. Right. But that right there, and how you good this offense? The offensive challenge when you set your whole team around these two guys and they're gone. Well, why you set your whole team around two guys when you got that'd be okay if you got a bunch of three stars in the two in those two guys, but you got two more. McDonald's All American, the sixth man of the year in this conference, in the, in the conference back from from Wichita State, who's who's better than most people around here thought. I mean, it ain't like you you out there with some scrubs. You got four stars on the bench. 
You know what I'm saying? No. No, I'm, I'm with you. That's I, what I'm saying. I, 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 I've heard a lot about the press conference in the last, you know, what, 18 hours. I thought he was really honest, maybe too honest. Um, But I also think there's nobody that's going to be more prepared than him on Saturday. You need him. I, I think if he, had, if he had said what he said and then finished it with, look, we're going to go back to work, we're going to get this thing right, and kept, kind of gone yeah. on the upbeat, I think everybody would have been okay with it. But I think he just kept yes, hammering the nail that, hey, you know, we've got some issues. And, you know, we just got a text uh, that said, well, it's January. Everybody settle down. You know, this is not like every other January. Expectations at the beginning of the season were sky high. The last couple of years, it's been kind yeah. of a wait and see. This year, the expectations started at a 10. And right now, things aren't going the way they want. Yeah. And I want to, and I really don't want to hear about missing Nick. How, how can we miss Nick when we? You haven't had him. Nick? You haven't had him in a big game. How can you miss him? Yeah, that's that's right. A valid point. I, no, think, I don't want to hear about missing Nick. I miss Brazil. I miss Brazil. Yes, I, that I, I agree. Well, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I think that you know, in a, and listen, he's young and he'll learn and, and improve. But you know, you can't in a game like that. Anthony Black can't give you five points. That's just the way it is. No, can't happen. Cannot happen because he's especially when you don't have Smith in Brazil. And uh, you know I'm okay with trash talking too. I'm okay with the hot days game, but like I was told when I was when I was a kid and I start working. If you can't talk and work, don't talk. Yeah, no, if you can't I, talk and stay in the game and play ball. Shut up. He talks a lot, and last night he didn't back any of it up. He scored five points. Like I, I don't. Back I, it up. I, if you're gonna talk, I mean, hit some shots. That's the that's what Alabama was doing. He'll learn though. He's hey, that's, young. That's he, all, he's, all right, Sterling. Thank you. Appreciate it. He's young. So you too. He, he he's he gets the benefit of the doubt with me. I'm not gonna you know cast dispersions uh, on a freshman. But I mean, you, if you're gonna talk all that yang, you better score more than five points. That's, that's what I got to say. Yeah, I mean, that's true. All right, don't get your butt in foul trouble. Uh, James and Mountainberg's on the phone. James. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Good. Hey, guys. So I just thought I got bounce off of Sterling there a little bit. Normally I don't do this, but so. First things first, must jobs figure out what works best. That's just how it is. If he wants to come out and say, look, we built this around these two guys, it's fine. I'll roll with it. Losing Brazil hurt worse than Nick Smith, in my opinion. Brazil stretched the floor out. He was a threat, and then he was also off the field. Him being gone is what's killing this offense more than anything right now. I just, him being gone, leaving, hurts. Now, to bounce off the whole, you guys should have played pinion, stuff like that, I'll give a little simple math. Pinion may be good for six points a game, defensive end, and he might get 20 scored on him in the 10 minutes he's out there. I'll drop and I'll go. Thanks, guys. All right. I like that. I'll drop and I'll go. I like that. That's a veteran there. Can we adopt that instead of um, I'll hang up and listen? Call sure. the legislature. We want to get that no, changed on the you know, state you, constitution. You throw it in. out. I really like that. Oh, yeah. James and Mountainburg out. James and Mountainburg. Rack him. Rack him. Yeah. Hey, uh, you'll like this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and we're not poking fun. We're just uh, sure we are. Um, uh, Darian Ford won the Trillions game last night. Oh, what he get? played eleven seconds and nothing. Well, okay, now eleven seconds is less. He, no, that's still a zero because you have to get to the minute mark. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm sorry. So, did anybody win the Trillions game? No. Nah. No. no. Pinion played thirty-one seconds, but he got a foul. So. Yeah. Well, he's out. Right. I mean, look For at those who are just hopping on the Trillions game. The the idea is in a basketball scorebook to play as many minutes as possible without actually doing anything. Tree Rollins, I, I have verified, holds the record. 
Uh, he played 19 minutes in an NBA game and did absolutely nothing. I love that. That is that is terrific. That's right. It was a topic of conversation in the NBA in the late 80s. Yes. According to Scott Hastings. Scott Hastings, uh, <laughs> a father, a godfather, godfather of the Trillions, of the Trillions game. game. Yes, yeah, I, think right. he wrote the, I think he wrote the rule book on it. That's right. Yes, absolutely. All right. Good calls here in a second. Yeah, I like yeah, that. This is good. I like, that. I like, a, like a real radio show really? here or something. Really? Great. Really. Yeah. Uh, here's a text. How's the baseball team looking? All right. <laughs> that, that is such a that is such a cowardly response to some adversity. You know what I mean? I really I I this this annoys me quite a bit. Well, on the baseball, it's January twelfth. I mean, seriously, you guys must be. You know what these people are. I wouldn't want to be in a foxhole with you. I mean, come on. These are the guys that are playing a video game and get down like two nothing. (laughs) Hit the reset. Hit the reset button. (laughs) Full power failure. (laughs) Wow, man. I mean, the second adversity comes, it's on to the, whatever the next sport is. Ah, now, Smack Daddy, he's ready for gymnastics. God forbid the, the baseball team lose three in a row. Then you'll be oh. like, well, what's softball? Fire Van Horn! <laughs> I mean, seriously. Van Horn's going to be doing weekends with the Commodores in Eureka Springs. <laughs> you guys have your way. This is amazing. Boy, there's a lot of give up out there. There's a lot of front running out there, and we see it all. You know, we, we learn a lot during losses. We learn more yeah. in losses than we do in wins. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of give up out there in sports when people lose. Good night. Well, <laughs> when's baseball start? Oh, hey, hey here's somebody. Hey, how's the Arkansas hockey team doing? I don't know. Yeah, Are they good? They're not on scholarships. They're not part of the university. I don't know. Yeah. Zach is a strict, we don't talk club sports policy. We here. don't talk intramurals, okay? <laughs> we don't. Just stop. You're going to make them mad. They're I don't gonna come care. After you. I do not care. You can find him on Twitter at Ruskin Zach right. for all you hockey fans out there. That's right. I do not care. That's it's right. Intramurals. At Ruskin Zach, R-U-S-C-I-N-Z-A-C-H. Blow up his mentions. He loves that. Oh. <laughs> this podcast has been presented by Bet Online. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.